Get ready for your daily dose of Tuttle. The all-time greatest uh, intern slash producer we've ever had, of course, Tuttle. Tuttle in Florida. It's Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Welcome to the Tuttle Daily Podcast. Hope you guys are having a great weekend so far. I'm keeping my streak alive. I'm doing another podcast. I think I might be on like the 12th or 13th day. I don't know. They all run together. All my days run together. When I was consistently working in radio, I knew the date. I knew every single date. And if you came up to me now when we're in this pandemic, there's no way I'd be able to tell you because like I lose half a week sometime. And it's amazing because when you're doing the same thing over and over and over again, yes, it is a routine and a routine should be good for your environment. But sometimes it's not because I've not bothered to look at the newspaper or look at a calendar during this quarantine right now. I'm just going about life. I work out. I eat healthy, do this podcast. And that is all I do every single day. I go out a couple of days a week to run errands for my parents and do stuff for them because they've not left since the beginning of this shit started. They have not even came close to leaving. My mom, well, you know what? I'll take that back. My mom did leave on Mother's Day to go hang out with her best friend, Louise. And I was okay with that because Louise is very careful. She used to be a registered nurse, could write scripts, so she knows what it takes, good hygiene to keep the coronavirus from spreading. So I felt very, very comfortable taking my mom over there on Mother's Day. They didn't go anywhere. My mom just hung out. It was her, Louise, and Louise's dog, Izzy. And that was it. But last night, I gotta I gotta bring this up. I, I saw a classic movie. And I, I know I've seen, everybody can admit this. Everybody has a favorite movie. But when you're going through the channel guide and trying to find something to watch and you see your favorite movie, one of your favorite movies, because I really don't have a favorite movie because I like a lot of different movies. So what I go for is movies that... That I like movies that invoke emotions. What I mean by that is when you watch it, it takes you back to the first time that you saw it. You have those feelings, everything you felt while you were watching it, everything that you were going through that year, news events, things that happened personally in your life. It just takes you back. So last night on TV going through and it was on the movie channel. So it was uncensored, which is great. I don't think I could watch this movie if it was censored. It just wouldn't work. It, it's, it wouldn't be as good. But I came across, this is going to freak you out. It's going to make you feel old as fuck when I tell you the movie that was on there. And this movie in, hold on, hold on, 2019, it was 20 years old. So that means me watching it last night, it is 21 goddamn years old. Think about that. Let that sink in. 21 years, people. And it is the movie Fight Club. This movie at the time was absolutely groundbreaking. Had a twist, great story, great actors. Brad Pitt, Ed Norton, two great, strong powerhouse actors in Hollywood in this movie. And you didn't know where the storyline was coming along. It was two ordinary guys. Well, at least Ed Norton was an ordinary guy meeting Tyler Durden, which was Brad Pitt. Now, they do this fight thing and the movie, the movie has so many quotes. You wouldn't even, you forget about all the quotes that were in Fight Club. Everybody remembers the scene. The scene where Brad Pitt gives his speech about Fight Club. First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Third rule of Fight Club, someone yells stop, goes limp, taps out, fight is over. Fourth rule, only two guys to a fight. Fifth rule, 
One fight at a time, fellas. Sixth rule, no shirts, no shoes. Seventh rule, fights will go on as long as they have to. And the eighth and final rule, this is your first night at Fight Club. You have to fight. Now, all you guys are probably like, why is Turtle talking about a 21-year-old movie? Yeah, Fight Club's good, but why talk about a movie that's two decades old? You want to know why? If you guys have listened to this podcast, you know that I've been working out. I have not. I had not taken care of myself in the last six years. I stopped taking care of myself when I got divorced back in 2014. Now, let me take you back a little bit further. From 2003 to 2014, my wife. I was married with her, okay? She didn't want me drinking. I drank before I was married, but I gave it up because I loved my wife. But we both worked out. She liked me to be skinny. She did not like bulky men. She did not want me putting on a lot of muscle. She wanted me to be lean and skinny. That's what she was attracted to. So I took care of myself. I watched what I ate. I exercised. I did everything I needed to do. And I was in great shape until 2014 when I got divorced. I don't know why I did this because I was at a good point in my life in 2014. I was in shape. I was working out. I looked decent. I'll admit, I'm not the most attractive guy, but I was in shape at the time. I could run around without getting out of breath. I was lean. I had muscle tone and I threw that shit all away. Fucking right out the window. All the work the entire time when I was married, I fucking pissed away just to party, eat, drink, fuck anything I wanted to. Guess what, guys? That only lasts for a couple of months because when you're not caring about your body and you you eat and drink anything without any repercussions, you get fat. You get fat and you get unhealthy. Not at first. You don't you don't look fat right at first, but your skin starts looking bad. You start deteriorating all that work that you put in. And then the women, the pussy all goes away at some point because you're fat and disgusting and unhealthy looking. And that was my life until recently. At the beginning of 2020, that was my life. Now, guys, I don't want you guys to think, I'm this health guru. I'm some type of workout genius. No, I'm not. I still have a lot of work to do, but compared to what I was at the beginning of 2020, I've made leaps and bounds improvement and I can see it. And I'm not working out to impress somebody. No, I'm doing it because I'm trying to prove a point to myself that if I put my mind to something, I can do it. And I'm seeing the results. I'm seeing the results and it makes me feel good about myself that I was able to cut out these things that I love so much. All these vices, I have cut them completely out. I've had to sacrifice to get to the point that I am right now. I don't want you guys to think I'm a superficial person because I'm not. I'm doing this because for one, I want to be healthier. I just started taking pride in myself. You guys all know that I had some major mental problems. I was on medication. I was on a ton of psychotropic drugs. I was drinking. I had no regard for my health, my body, and I didn't care. I got in that mindset at the beginning of 2020. And and I don't want you to think I'm one of those guys that makes New Year's resolutions. No, I don't. I've never been able to keep one. What I'm saying is I just saw it as an opportunity for me to start taking care of myself. I don't want you guys to think I'm looking down on any of you guys because listen, America is one of the most obese and unhealthy countries in the world. It's true. You want to know why? It's because we have a surplus 
surplus of goods. We're making money. Yes, there's there's some poor people in the United States, but we eat unhealthy. I've said this for a while. It is cheaper to eat unhealthy, eat fast food and shit like that than what it is to eat healthy. It is expensive as hell. But back to my original topic, my point. I was watching Fight and Brad Pitt. Now, everybody, this isn't something new that I'm bringing up. Everybody has been talking about this since the movie came out in 1999. But, oh my God. I will debate anybody. Brad Pitt, by far, was in the best shape that any actor has ever been in for a role. I mean, there's been a lot of other actors that have either lost a lot of weight or gained weight or had to work out for a movie role. It's been done before. But I will pit Brad Pitt's physique up against anybody's. In the early 2000s, mid-2000s, everybody, the rage was the 300 workout. The workout that all the actors in the movie 300 had to do to get in shape to have the look to be one of those soldiers fighting against the Persians. Yes, they worked their ass off. Everybody was doing that workout, the 300 workout. Back to the people that have lost weight, Tom Hanks, two roles. He has had two iconic roles in his acting career, one being Philadelphia, where he played the AIDS patient, the other one being Castaway. They shot that movie, and then I think they took about three months, three or four months off, and Tom Hanks had to lose all the weight for the time that he was stranded on the island. Now, on the other hand, a guy that gained a lot of weight for a role, and I think he ended up breaking Robert De Niro's record for Raging Bull gaining weight, but Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Private Pyle in the movie Full Metal Jacket. I think he gained around maybe 40 to 50 pounds for that role, and he was perfect. Vincent D'Onofrio is such an underrated actor. Back to what I was saying, Brad Pitt, by far, if you look at him, my God, there was not an ounce of goddamn fat on him. The guy busted his ass ass for that movie role and everybody it was the envy every guy wanted to look like brad pitt now for the normal person it's really really hard to get that in shape everybody's like oh how do these actors get in shape you want to know what they're getting paid to work out lose weight be in shape for a role now if normal everyday people because listen the normal everyday american is busting their ass they've either got kids at home they got to work so they're working all day most likely not working out before before they go to work, then they go to work. They're so exhausted and tired and stressed out for their boss riding their ass. Then they got to come home, be with the kids, eat dinner, take a shower, go to bed, and then do the whole goddamn thing over again. The average day American, it's hard for somebody to work out and try to look like Brad Pitt. I did a little bit of research after I got done watching Fight Club, and I got to tell you, they released an article, and when I go over Brad Pitt's workout, it's going to shock you. Brad Pitt's transformation into Tyler Durden after he had worked out right before the movie shot, when it was all said and done, Brad Pitt stood at 5'11", but was only 155 pounds with 4 to 5% body weight. Now, I would never be able to get there because I let myself go, I gained some weight, and when you gain weight, your skin stretches out. Now, don't think that I was obese. I, I only got up as high as 198, and at my height, it's not that bad. I did not look bad. I carried 198 pretty well. Now, when Brad Pitt did this workout, he was maybe in his 20s, maybe early 30s, and, you know, 
know, your skin's still elastic. He worked out. You can actually see the muscle. I'm never going to be able to get there. I, that's, that's long gone. I'll never be able to get to that point. What I want to do, I want to see if I can go a couple of weeks on the Tyler Durden Brad Pitt workout just to see what type of transformation I can make. I weighed myself this morning and I am now the lowest that I have been since I started working out at the beginning of the year. I'm weighing in at 168 pounds. Now that fluctuates. At the end of the day, I'm usually a little bit over 170, you know, from eating and drinking water and stuff like that. I'm a little bit heavier. When I wake up in the morning is when I'm the lightest and I think I can get there. I mean, that's only 13 pounds to get down to 155. And I've been to 155 before. Uh, Before I got divorced, I was was clocking in in between 155 and 160, but I am six foot tall. I'm an inch taller than what Brad Pitt was in Fight Club. So I'm going to quickly go through what his week would be like. So I'm going to get through this. I know you guys don't want to hear about my workout plan and what I want to do, but I, I thought I would try it out just to see what type of transformation I can make. Monday, when I start, I'm going to take a picture. I'm going to have my parents or a neighbor take a picture so you have something to go off, something to look at before I try this diet and workout plan. I'm going to take that picture and then I'm going to try for two weeks. I, it's going to be hard. I, I really don't even think I'll make it a week because when I read you what he does, it's goddamn insane. And I don't know why anybody in a sane mind would even try this. I was a big alcoholic. I I, I have a very addictive personality and I just want to be able to prove to myself that I can do it because, you know, my addictive personality has taken over when it comes to working out and eating healthy and clean because I'm taking it way overboard. And and if you grew up in the South and, and you have Southern parents, you'll know what I'm about to mention. My mom on a daily basis is like, you got to eat more, eat this, take this. She's trying to feed me and, and, and bulk me up and I'm not letting it happen because Southern mothers like to see their kids eat. And that's how my mom is. So she's worried about me losing too much weight. Here is Brad Pitt's workout, okay? He did not want to be buff for that movie. He didn't want to be like jacked. He just wanted to be lean and muscular. That is what he was going for. So in his workout, he was doing high reps, low weight. So you don't get too bulky. If you want to get bulky, you lift larger weights, less reps. That's how it works. But when you hear his diet and workout plan, you're going to lose your fucking mind because this was, and this is something I've been doing wrong, guys. This is something I've been doing wrong. I've been working out every muscle group every single day. Now, Pitt, he went on one body group and worked that out one day a week, one day a week. But you work out until you're maxed out, until you're fatigued and can't lift anymore. So Mondays were chest days. Tuesdays were all about the back. Wednesdays were shoulders. Thursdays was arms, biceps and triceps. And the rest of the week on Friday and Saturday was cardio. You ran. Now, the diet, the diet is what it is. Like what he was eating was was absolutely mind-boggling. Uh, no carbs. You know, you can't you can't do this diet if you like carbs. You, carbs are out of the question. For breakfast, he would do six egg whites, seven yolks. I, I don't know what that means. Why why would you remove the whites from the yolks and still eat them? So he would do that. He would replace the eggs with a protein shake if the schedule was tight. His mid-morning, and this is also the other thing about this diet. You're eating a lot, but less. You see what I'm saying? So you're eating more 
you're eating breakfast, lunch, and dinner, but you're eating snacks in between. His mid-morning snack was 10 tuna. Lunch was two chicken breasts. I've been doing a lot of chicken, so that's not a problem. Brown rice and green veggies. Mid-afternoon snack was a protein bar. Post-workout, uh, a wee protein shake and a banana. I, I can do bananas. I like bananas. Dinner. Now, this is where I could do it. Grilled fish or chicken, brown rice, vegetables, and salad. And then an evening snack before he went to bed, a protein shake. And just to hear this, guys, his diet, his daily calorie intake did not exceed 2,000 calories. I know this is going to be tough. I want to try it. I'm going to take a picture so you guys can see my progression. And and I know, like, you're probably listening to this. My my listeners, my supporters, I didn't mean to call you listeners. I, I consider you guys supporters. I know a lot of you guys, and I'm not saying you're unhealthy, but a lot of people, guys, men, 25 to 54, which is my demo, they probably, you know, they take care of themselves. They're not obese or overweight or out of shape, but they don't get to that point. And I know you probably don't want to hear me talking about this. I just want to throw it down. And I'm trying to let you in on my life, how it's changed. Because when you heard me on the radio, all you heard as the partier, the nerd that was an alcoholic and did the occasional drugs. Yes, that was me. Not anymore. I haven't drank. I'm off all my psychotropic drugs. I'm taking care of myself right now. And I just wanted to share it with you. Questions? Comments? Concerns? Compliments? Or do you just want to tell Tuttle to fuck off? In any event, contact Tuttle. Tuttle at gmail.com. It's uh, Tuttle with two Ds, dumbass. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by PocketPairClub.com. Play in live poker games on your mobile device, play in tournaments at cash tables, or just for fun. They have Texas Hold'em and Pot Limit Omaha. They doubled the first deposit bonus. There's a daily $1,000 free roll and a $50,000 nightly tournament. It's all certified by Gaming Labs. Use referral ID 411507. That's 411507 when you visit PocketPairClub.com. Taking a little bit of a break from the podcast because tomorrow, and let me let me say this, okay? Let me let me get this all out here. I've reconnected with my two best friends from high school, the guys that I grew up with, and some of the most important time of anybody's life, the teenagers. My friend Derek and Howard. I've reconnected with them. And Derek, you know, he busted my balls. He calls me every single morning to let me know what he thought of the podcast, what I did, if I went over the line. You know, Derek, we've been a part for a long time. I, I would say at least 10 years. And what I'm trying to say is that they didn't know me as the guy that I am today. I was very, very quiet. I wasn't outgoing growing up. And for them to be able to hear my podcast, both Derek and Howard listen on a daily basis and they call me and let me know. So Derek, we talked this morning and you were like, oh, you're going out all the time. Your parents, I thought you were trying to stay inside. And no, Derek, listen, I'm careful as hell. I have to go out. I got to clean up my car because I have a very, very special podcast that I'm going to record tomorrow that I think you guys will like. My dad, I haven't been up to see my uncle Harold in a really, really long time. And dad was like, hey, we'd like for you to come with us. Me and your mom, we're going to go up to Palm Coast where my uncle just moved to. He was in Jacksonville. He was the mayor of Richmond Hill, which is the city, I think, just south of Savannah. So we're going to go up and visit him. And I told dad, I was like, I'll go with you, but I'm 
I'm trying, I'm keeping this streak alive and I'm trying to see how many days consecutively that I can do a podcast. And I said, I'll go with you, but I need the content. So if you're able to get me at least 10, 15 minutes, at least 10 or 15 minutes where I can get you guys together and interview you guys. And I, 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 I really, really feel sad. You know, if you've been listening to the podcast about a month and a half ago, I talked that one of my dad's brothers passed away. It was the middle brother, Uncle Rick. He ended up passing away. So this is going to be like the first time that I'll have them together. I want to talk to them. I want to see how it was growing up with each other. But I also want to talk and and get some fond memories of my Uncle Rick and see how they're doing. You know, because I had mentioned this. My dad, I've never in my 40 years of life, I, I had never seen my dad get emotional and cry. But after his brother Rick passed away, it just it was one of those surreal moments that to see your dad, the, the guy who you thought was strong and and never got emotional to see him cry. And I'm not saying my dad's a pussy or he's weak or anything like that. No, I'm not saying. Actually, I thought it would. No, I'm not going to say it was a great thing. But what I'm saying is I didn't mind it. I looked at it and I understood it because I'm an only child and and I, I will never know what it's like to have a brother or a sister, but I can only imagine how bad it would be. So I want to sit down and talk with them and I, and I think I'll be able to get some great stories for you, but I digress. I had to come up here, clean out my car because I'm driving tomorrow. My dad has a truck and we can't take the truck uh, with three people. So I'm going to drive up there in my car and I just wanted to get it cleaned out. My car is not dirty. My car, my car is not dirty. It's just I got a lot of shit in it because I was living out of my car the whole time that I was working on the Bubble Love Sponge show. I was staying at Colton's house. I didn't want to cause a mess. I didn't want, I wanted to keep my footprint to the least amount that I could at Colton's parents' house because I didn't want to be in their way. I didn't want to give them anything to bitch about. I didn't want to become a nuisance. So I kept everything in my car. I lived out of my car for the longest time. So I'm just trying to clean out the car, get all these clothes out any trash I'm getting rid of it because we're going up to see my uncle Harold so I'm here now and the uh, hold on let me see here a car door didn't go off whenever because I still have my key in there so the Sunoco uh, you guys have heard me I, I come up to the Sunoco all the time not seeing people but where they have their vacuum you would think if you have a vacuum you would have a trash can by it they don't got that fuck no no trash can no trash can at all so I'm just wanting to clean up a little bit here wait hold on did I fuck it wait a minute what the I think I cleaned the shit up well when I was in Tampa last time at my doctor's appointment See, this is, you know, stuff like this really freaks me out with my mental issues where I remember things one way and then when when I check it out and, and I see it and I don't remember me doing something, it really scares me. It, it, it does. And, and I know that sounds stupid, but it scares the shit out of me because I don't know if I've lost track of time. I don't know, like, what that is. And and, and I start second guessing myself. I, I know that sounds crazy and you probably are like, oh, Tuttle's pretty fucked up. He gets freaked out when he doesn't remember something. No, I, that's not it. I just, I want to make sure that I'm remembering the reality. I'm just wanting to make sure that I remember reality the way that it is. And it just, you know, it freaks me out. I know that sounds strange. Yeah, I did clean this fucking thing out. And guess what? I had the battery change in my car and the mechanic left a really nice screwdriver in my car. And I'm, I'm debating if I should take it back, but they, I mean, they charged me like 180 goddamn dollars for a battery. I don't know if they, if they charged me like labor and stuff. I, they most likely did. Hold on. Let me see what I got here. What is, what is in this bag? What is in this bag? 
Oh, yeah. No, no, hold on. What the? Yeah, I need that one. So it's just most clothes in here. I already had this fucking shit cleaned out. I got all of my resumes. I printed out, like, a lot, a shit pile full of my resumes. So, well, I thought I was going to be able to do something for you guys and, and give you a little bit of content, but my car is already clean. So I'll talk to you later. Is that a PT Cruiser down by the lake? Oh, no, wait. It's the Tuttle Podcast Studio. Tuttle's Daily Podcast is brought to you by StitchYouUp.com. For your embroidery, screen printing, vinyl, and direct-to-garment printing needs, visit StitchYouUp.com. StitchYouUp specializes in custom caps, shirts, decals, and anything you want to personalize. Whether it's one item or large orders, they can handle any size. Unsure about what you want? Let Stitch You Up help you with your logo design. Visit stitchyouup.com or contact them, eric at stitchyouup.com. Stitch You Up, definitely not your grandma's embroidery. On yesterday's podcast, I promoted this. I told you that I would be talking about this today on today's show, but I'm really, really upset. I am a baseball fan. Yes, baseball is dying. Baseball is struggling right now. It used to be America's pastime, but it is no longer that. NFL is the king. Football. I would even put college football ahead of Major League Baseball at this point. The last 10 years I spent in Tampa. Now, Tampa has three professional sports teams, okay? We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, we got the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Tampa Bay Rays. Now, they're not really the Tampa Bay Rays because one of the biggest problems that the Rays have had, and a lot of the people, listeners, and people that I've come in contact with, they said the big problem was that the team is in St. Pete. The team is not in Tampa. You have to cross to Howard Franklin, go into St. Pete, go down 275 and travel uh, a pretty good ways just to get to the trop to see the Rays play. So they are already struggling more than any other team in Major League Baseball right now when it comes to attendance, people supporting the team. Now, with this whole pandemic going on, Major League Baseball has been pushed back. Most likely, they're only going to play pretty much a little over a half a season. They're going to split the teams in three divisions. As far as I know, that's what they've been talking about. They're going to separate the teams in regions. There's going to be an east, there's going to be a central, and there's going to be a west. So it's all going to be mixed up. And I think this is a good opportunity right now for baseball to cash in with their fans. When they first start off, they're not going to be playing with fans. They're going to be playing in empty stadiums. But Blake Snell, Now, if you're not a baseball fan, you probably have not heard of him. Blake Snell is one of the ace studs on the Tampa Bay Rays baseball team, and he came out. Now, I've really never heard Blake Snell talk. I'm really interested, and I'm going to have to do a little bit of research to find out his background, because hearing him talk for the first time, you can tell that he grew up in the hood or an African-American community, and there's nothing wrong with that. Actually, it makes me like Blake Snell even more. But if it wasn't for him putting his foot in his mouth, somebody needs to come to him, his agent, his manager, his publicist, 
Jesus need to come to him and, and tap him on the shoulder and say, Blake, you need to burn a timeout on this whole opinion that you have. Blake's been playing. Blake's now has been doing a lot of online gaming. He's been streaming it so people can check him out. Now, during one of his online gaming streams, he went off on a little bit of a rant. And I think this is just a bad look for him, especially what our country is going through right now with as many people that are laid off and are out of work. I'm not splitting no revenue. I want all mine. Bro, y'all gotta understand too, because y'all gonna be like, bro, Blake, play for the love of the game, man. What's wrong with you, bro? Money should not be a thing. Bro, I'm risking my life. Blake Snell is acting like he is a nurse or a doctor having to put on PPE every single day just so he doesn't get the coronavirus. Dude, you're a pitcher. You maybe pitch one, two times a week at most. And if you wanted to, let's be honest, Blake, if you wanted to, you could keep away from people. Yes, you're going to be around your teammates, but you're not going to have to be around any fans right now. You're going to be playing in front of empty stadiums. So please, Blake, tell me, how the fuck are you risking your goddamn life? What do you mean it should not be a thing? It 100% should be a thing. If I'm going to play, I should be getting the money I signed to be getting paid. Let me start off by saying, Blake, you have worked your ass off. You have done nothing but the best that you can do to make it into the majors. It's a hard thing to do. You got to get through three divisions of minor league, then get to the majors, get into the rotation and make a name for yourself. You have busted your ass. I'm not taking anything away from you, Blake. You have worked your ass off and you, yes, you did sign a contract, but we're living in different times right now. You're not even going to play a full season this year. So let's not ask like you're going to be uh, taking a pay cut, you're playing less games. And yes, I know it's not your fault, but guess what? That's the ropes. Those are the chips that have been laid out on the table for you and you just got to deal with it right now. Do you realize that there are a lot of people that are out of work? Over 36 million Americans. Americans, the same people that go to the ballpark, buy an $8 hot dog and a $15 beer to support you and watch you pitch. You're playing a game, Blake. You're playing a game. You're not doing anything to really help out anybody. Yes, you're entertaining people, but you're playing a game. You're a pitcher. Just be happy with what you're getting. Even if you had to take half of what you're getting, you're still going to be a goddamn millionaire. I should not begin half of what I'm getting paid because the season's cut in half on top of a 33% cut of the half that's already there. So I'm really getting like 25%. On top of that, it's getting taxed. All right, I got to call bullshit. Bullshit. You live in Florida, Blake. No state income tax. Yes, if you played up in New York, you'd be getting a federal tax and a state income tax. Yes, you're getting dinged federally, but you should be happy. You're playing in the state of Florida, the state that all the celebrities, Oprah, Tiger. Yes, that's why all these athletes and famous people get their residence in the state of Florida to get around. It's a loophole, so you do not have to pay a state income tax. So please, don't bitch or complain about being taxed. We're all tax, Blake. We're all taxed. So imagine how much I'm actually making to play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't making shit. So what? You're not making shit? Just looked it up, Blake. If you take all the cuts after taxes, you'll be bringing home $1.75 million. Yeah, I know it's minuscule compared to what you would be making. But what about those people? Those people, the hardworking blue collar guys that have been working all their lives, never gotten unemployment. They've never taken government assistance 
in their life because they've always worked. What about those guys? They, you know, some of those families have maybe two or three kids and they're out of work. Like, what are they supposed to do? Especially here in the state of Florida, man, with all the problems that we've been having with the unemployment website, people not being able to get the benefits that they've paid into, the money that was taken out of their paychecks on a weekly basis. You know, that's the thing about it. A lot of people are like, oh, I've never been on government assistance. I don't want to get help from the government. You know what? I don't think most people realize that money is taken out of your paycheck every time you get paid, if it's a week or every two weeks, whatever it may be, money is taken out of your check to go into unemployment to help other people out as well as help you out if you ever need it. Now, with this unemployment website being fucked up the way that it is right now, Blake, a lot of people aren't getting paid. And you know what? They would be happy to make a tenth of what your $1.75 million that you're going to be making if you play this year and you're going to sit out. I got to tell you, if I was to raise, I would tell you to pound sand. I would actually get rid of you. You know, that's bad for business. You are a bad investment right now. You saying this turns the fans off and it's going to keep them from the trap that they already don't go to. Now you're just telling people, I don't give a fuck about you as the fans. I'm sitting out because I'm pissed off. I'm going to be a big baby just because I'm only making $1.75 million. And don't get me wrong. Like I said previously, you earned it. You've busted your ass, but we're, we're just in a different type of area right now. We've never been through this as a country in modern day. The last time we went through this was back in 1918 with the Spanish flu. Not only are you a baseball player, yes, your performance on the field counts, but you also have an image, Blake. You have an image. You have fans because fans, you're going to get endorsements and you're going to make more money. But right now, what do you, what? I mean, just be honest with yourself, Blake. Just take a step back, look through the eyes of the fans that come and pay your salary. Support your salary and see you play a goddamn game. And you're going to bitch that you're only going to make $1.75 million dollars when Joe Blow out there, American citizen, can't even feed his fucking kids? And you're going to complain about that? I would cut you if I was the owner of the race. And on top of that, so all that money's gone, and now I play risking my life. Once again, Blake, you're playing a goddamn game. You're a pitcher. You play two times a week. You have to pitch and take them out two times a week. It's not like you're a position player where you got to play 162 games and get like five cuts a game uh, at the plate. No, you're not having to do that. You're in the American like you don't even have to hit and you're going to say you're risking your life. Jesus, goddamn Christ. This is the most ridiculous fucking thing that I have ever heard in my life from any professional athlete. It's ridiculous. You think for a minute, I'll just give you a scenario right now. Do you think if the owner of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Jeffrey Vinnick, do you, what do you think Jeffrey Vinnick would do if like, and and I know St- Steve Stamkos would never do this because he's a class act. He's a pro. He doesn't put his foot in his mouth while playing Twitch video games. He doesn't do that. But I know for goddamn sure if one of Jeffrey Vinnick's players on the Tampa Bay Lightning came out and said something like that, their ass would be fucking camp. They would be gone. And that that's the difference. That is the difference between the franchises. That is why the Tampa Bay Lightning right now is the most popular professional sports team in the Bay Area. And this is Florida, the hottest goddamn place in the United States. It's a hockey town. Tampa Bay is a hockey town because they have ownership that keeps their players in line. And that would not happen in the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. And 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 if I get the Rona on top of that, if I get the Rona, guess what happens with that? Oh yeah, that's that's in my body forever. That damage is not going to be like the damage that was done to my body. That's going to be there forever. Like you're 27. You would be fine. I just read and I heard Ron DeSantis say this today in his press conference. Nobody understands 
under the age of 25 has died from the coronavirus in the state of Florida, as far as I know. I mean, those stats could be off. I, I get mixed stats all the time when it comes about this virus. But you'll be fine, Blake. You'll be fine. So now I got to play with that on top of that. So y'all got, I mean, y'all got to understand, man, for me to go, for me to take a pay cut is not happening because the risk is through the roof. All right, let's break this down. Blake, yes, you did win the Cy Young back in 2018. Bravo. But I'm looking at your career stats here and you're only 10 games over 500. What's up with that, man? Better winning percentage and your ERA good, not great. I mean, it's a little over a three right now and and maybe you can work on that. I mean, they're not Hall of Fame numbers quite yet. Yes, you did win the Cy Young. Not a lot of pitchers have done that, but you need to prove yourself over time. You're not like, you're not a veteran in the league right now. You're just starting out. Yeah, you had a couple of good seasons, Blake, but that all could go downhill. It could go downhill very easily. It's a shorter season, less pet. Like, bro, it's, yeah, man, I gotta, no, I gotta get my money. I'm not playing unless I get mine. Okay, and I would love to see how Blake Snell's tune would change if management would have came to him and said, you know what, Blake, we don't need you this season. It's going to be shorter. We'll be fine just without you. Go home. We won't pay you. You can Twitch stream all you want to and live off of Twitch bits. You can get bits from the people that watch you play video games, and that's how you'll make your money. That's just the way it is for me. Like, I'm sorry if you guys think differently, but the risk is way the hell higher and the amount of money I make is way lower. Why would I think about doing that? Like, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. So in my head, I'm preparing for next season. And I'm preparing, well, I'm actually preparing for right now as if I'm preparing for next season. Like, it's it's super weird, man. It's only weird because you're making it weird. You get paid to do a job. Yes, you did have a contract. Contracts should be honored, but we're in different circumstances right now. Everybody is. You're not going to have fans there. The team that's paying you is not going to have fans there. They're not going to be making as much money. So a lot of people are out of work, man. Goddamn, people cannot feed their fucking families. And this asshole that gets paid to play a game is bitching that he's going to make $1.75 million. Fuck Blake Snell. Blake, fuck you. If I ever saw you in St. Pete, I would fucking tell you. I, I'm not a violent person, but if I saw you, I'd have to let you know. I'd have to let you know how much of a goddamn scumbag you are. More Twitch streams for us, that's facts. Because I'm just saying, man, it just doesn't make sense for me to lose all of that money and then go play and then be on lockdown, not around my family, not around the people I love, and get paid way to hell less, and then the risk of injury runs every time I step on the field. So it's it's just, it's not worth it. It's not. I love baseball to death. It's just not worth it. You might love baseball, but I don't think baseball likes you right now, Blake. I think you're the bad guy. You're wearing the black hat right now when it comes to baseball players. People are going to hate you for this statement, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them at all, especially what the average everyday American citizen is going through right now, and you're going to bitch about making $1.75 million. You can fuck off. Really, you can fuck off. Go up to the top of the Skyway Bridge right now. Jump the fuck off and you would do us all a favor so we didn't have to hear your ungrateful fucking ass bitching on a Twitch stream because you're going to be making $1.75 million. Yeah, I think we would all be much happier if you did that, Blake. Do us a favor. Go to the top of the Skyway. Park your car up there. I don't know what kind of car you drive. I'm sure it's a nice car because you're making money for being only 10 games over 500, which I don't think you're worth it. Yes, you've had a couple of good seasons, but prove it over time, man. Be a Hall of Famer. 
be a career pitcher like a Smoltz, a Glavin, or a Maddox. Just do it. You know what? They didn't bitch about it. They showed up and they played. And you know what? If if they went through this right now with this uh, pandemic that everybody's going through right now, they would shut up, pitch, and play. All right, guys. I went a little long today. I know I've been trying to say that I'm going to get into the thing about the couple, the people that my parents thought were their friends. I'll get to that eventually. I just went on a little bit of a rant and I apologize. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for checking out Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and share the show. Subscribe to Tuttle's YouTube page, youtube.com slash Tuttle. Also, check out the Tuttle category at 315live.com. Follow Tuttle on all forms of social media at Tuttle, T-U-D-D-L-E. And email the show anytime, Tuttle at gmail.com. Additional imaging and bits provided by CCA Productions. Visit facebook.com slash CCA Productions presents. This has been Tuttle's Daily Podcast. Hey, yo, Terry, fuck going on?